0: Alright, welcome to Fatherhood Talks. We are a, uh, a group of fathers that have come together and we have decided that we are going to go ahead and talk about things that matter to fathers and fatherhood, what we experience in this world and society and even personally as we grow in our fatherhood. We have a variety of young fathers, uh, experienced fathers, grandfathers, so we have all walks of life here with us. And so what we are going to talk about, something that's very important for us, is communication. But I've decided, why don't we come together and talk about what's important uh, in fathers facing uh, issues today in the community and and in society in general. So, uh, communication, gentlemen. uh, What does that mean to you guys when you hear about communication?
1: To get together with our spouses and our children.
0: And when we get together... um, how do you think? Uh, how do you think communication is viewed when it comes to dads?
1: We just have to open up and expand our minds and just really listen to our families. Through this program, I understand now how to communicate with my my children.
0: Okay. And my family. All right. So we we've actually come to. Uh, Understand that, that we have, there are different styles of communication. There's different styles. People communicate differently, but at the same time, how are we going to connect? So, um, we could, we've actually found here uh, five communication styles.
2: The five different communication styles would be assertive, aggressive, passive aggressive,
0: submissive, and manipulative. All right, so <clears throat> those are the five ones that you found. <clears throat> and the first one we thought about was uh, the assertive style. What is the assertive style?
1: This is uh, by language
2: I think assertive, the assertive style, is assertive communication is, uh, is born of high self-esteem, is the healthiest and most effective style of communication. Oh. And so we all strive to to be more assertive.
1: <clears throat>
0: so that's the goal to uh,
2: to get ass- our point across. Yes, sir.
0: To get our point across. <clears throat> what other uh, effectively? Yes, sir. Effectively, what is one of the most common common themes that they say how men communicate?
1: Aggressive.
0: Aggre- right, guys? Aggressive. You guys agree? Yeah, men tend
1: to
2: be yeah, on the aggressive side, yes. Yeah.
0: My team on the aggressive side. What would that look like when they? How 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 do we feel when we're told? Hey man, you're talking too aggressively. You're you're ta- your words are too aggressive. Hey, if I feel threatened by your aggressive words, that's not good. Right. What is that like? What's that? How, 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 have any of you experienced that before?
1: I have. Um, just the other day, we talked to somebody who who told me that. They didn't like the way that I talked. They thought I was being aggressive. And they thought I was being rude. But the way I talked and the way how I expressed myself, I was being more... What I'm going through right now, I was more concerned about the individual. And I was expressing myself. And they were saying I was being rude I was being loud I, I was just like look I I just want to make my point across I'm, I apologize for the way I talk it's just <clears throat> I will work on how I can talk mm. uh, you know I, I don't mean to be rude I just I was just expressing my my views
0: so the way we get our point across naturally is we get loud yes
3: I, I think depending on the situation, uh, offensiveness could be confused with aggressiveness.
0: Ah, what do you mean by that? Offensiveness like, versus aggressiveness. Depending on
3: the situation, like if the father's, you know, either blamed for something, accused accused about, of something, and he gets offended, so he tries to defend himself and mm-hmm. maybe gets a little loud mm-hmm. because he's offended. And uh-huh. you take that as aggressiveness. You uh-huh. can relate to that? I relate.
2: How
0: how can you relate to that?
2: I've I've been told that um uh, that I get defensive and uh, when certain topics come up um that are um, important to me or just um you know hit 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 that spot with me where it's just um it's um
0: <coughs> it's sensitive to you.
2: Sensitive, yes, that's the word, yes
0: sir. It's sensitive to I mean, you I mean, be- uh, Rudy, go ahead.
4: Sir. If I may, I mean my name is Rudy and um if this is the way I feel about this communicate Is like if I have my teenager, and the way I talk to him, I talk to him aggressive too, but also at the same time, I mean, it's more of a constructive. But he takes it a different, different level, mm-hmm. and for me to try to get my point across is to be loud. But I mean, um, as also at the same time, he takes it the wrong way. And if
3: I may, if I can get some like feedback too, like how can Maybe like you mean like stern? Like being stern, not aggressive? Oh, yeah, like okay. Like being stern and he takes it like being aggressive. Yeah, he he takes it as like if I'm
4: threatening him in some kind of in some kind of manner because he's sixteen years old and he's trying to figure out his life, how to he's trying to manage his life without even knowing. And he's not listening to my ways of how I grew up and how to go overcome that and to get around that and to, uh, like, make himself
3: hmm. more... Um,
4: more strong yeah. Again, yeah. like...
0: Yeah. So when we were, Hey, all of us here in this room, we were 16 once. Right. You guys remember what that was like? Trying to yeah. figure out yeah. what was it? And when someone would come in, our dad would say something to us, our grandfather or where... Or our not only our grandfather but our stepdad. Uh, what was that like with you guys? Because he he posed a Rudy posed a, an important question. Go ahead, Rudy. And
4: then, I mean, I have a real father, but my stepfather raised me. But I know him as my dad. So when my my real dad came out, he was in prison, <coughs> and said he was my dad. I didn't. I had no feeling. I didn't know how to feel for that. But I mean, like. Um, it's like, I, like, like my, my, my six year old, he's what I'm trying to say. Like my, my six, I'm, I'm his stepfather, but I'm his dad. I'm his okay. father, mm-hmm. you know? Okay. And for me to explain something to <coughs> situations or what he's going through, because his dad's not around, he takes it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And I'm not the one that's trying to be absent. I'm just trying to. Get my point across So he can understand
0: You know You're trying to teach him Yeah, <clears> Guide him the right way Try You're trying to guide him It's, it's, it's
3: like, like Sorry about that It's like we want to Be able to put Our experiences Our hurts Our pain Inside them So that they won't have to Go through that themselves We want them to be smarter You know what I'm saying so, <clears throat> and learn from our mistakes instead of from their own mistakes. Right. Exactly. You know, and in the process, we catch ourselves being stern about it. Like, okay. I mean, because too, also at the same time,
4: I'm sorry for interrupting. No, good. Um, he tries to put his point across, but they're wrong. You know? Yeah. They're not accurate. Yeah, yeah they're, they're not. They're
1: not. He's yeah. more hot-headed. They, they're, but t- yeah.
0: he, he's coming across, he's trying to get his point across from the... Sixteen years of of unamount of experience that he claims that, that all sixteen year old boys say I have experience, right. but in sixteen years of life, <clears throat> from our perspective, how much real experience is that mm-hmm. when right. it comes to life of what you're trying to teach him, which brings up a, a very good point
4: because overall, I want well all of all those fathers here. Want a better life than we had when we were young, right? Exactly. We uh-huh. want our children to be better than us, <clears throat> and then it's just, he just wants to live his own life, you know?
0: uh uh-huh. it's,
4: it's like he, he, there ain't no, there ain't no, it's like we're going in one way, going out the other. Right.
0: Selective hearing.
4: There you go. Selective
1: hearing. Exactly.
0: Selective hearing. Yeah, you know,
1: we all did that when we were growing up too, selective hearing. And like like you, you had a stepdad and a real dad. Um, When I met my real dad, I started really listening. I met him at 18. And so he told me the, the situation in life, how he grew up and what's not. And my stepdad, we didn't get along, but being at 16, I thought I knew it all. And anything anybody told me was like, yeah, yeah, okay, I know the world. And I didn't uh, until I met my real dad. And my real dad, he, he put it into certain words for me, like, look, you're becoming uh, an adult. This is what you have to do. Listen to what I have to say.
0: Right. You brought up a good point because you said, I started to listen. So how do we get a 16-year-old boy to listen to his dad who really cares, who really authentically loves and cares for him and wants him to grow, but yet he meets his 16-year-old son with resistance. So how do we, first if we're gonna surpass that resistance, how do we identify what is blocking that communication? So how do we do that?
3: I noticed that with my 22-year-old, right? Which is not that far from 16-year-old, right? His response was always, I know, I know, which was from here, out here. Yeah. <clears throat> but here lately, for the past two weeks, I've been picking him up at from six and from in between six and seven in the morning and taking him to work, right? Because he split up with his girl. His girl was his right. wife. So every morning, we have time together and I take the time to listen to everything he has to say, although I disagree with maybe 80%. So I agree th- to disagree. Yes, right. yes. I listen and I give a little bit of feedback when he's finished, but then I give him my version and he sits there and he listens. And then when I pick him up, when, when I pick him up from work to go drop him off, he's like, you know what, Dad? Yeah, yeah this this, this and that. So he has had all day to think That's about what about I've it. told <coughs> him. Yeah. So maybe spending some quality time with him you know longer mm-hmm. periods and maybe listening and then you know when he's finished give some
0: good feedback, mm-hmm. he some feedback. Yeah. does he ask you hey dad can I can I can I go to, can I go to the movies can I go out to eat what, does he the,
4: that's the thing he don't call me dad he just called me by my name he, he can't he came. I I know I, I understand and I don't see nothing wrong with it he just the one when he's ready is Come what, what I mean mind. when he's ready to call me dad
3: all my son's brothers they all call me big one because I'm not their dad you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying I went I was, was incarcerated for 15 years she had other 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 kids and mm-hmm. came out and we reconciled mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying they all call me big one for the past seven years I've raised them you know from 10 to 17 from five to 12 you know and they call me big one but it's their way of saying Dad. Dad,
4: you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, in front of their dads, you know, because I talk to them all and everything, they hug me. Like they come up to me and they yeah. literally hug me, and I feel kind of weird because I don't want them to think, like, you know, but I don't stop them either, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. That's sir, I, then, then, but,
4: and, and then, too, I'm sorry again. No, you're good. I mean, too, at that, for being a stepfather, I tell my kids, I tell my stepchildren, I'm, I don't try to keep you away from your father. Yeah. You want to spend fun time with your dad? Go ahead. But, like, no, but I mean, not it's not. your choice. Mm-hmm. It's your choice. I mean, we all got choices. And, like, if you want to go spend time with him, go ahead and spend time. And just call me or whatever. Or mm-hmm. you want to stay home with dad or we go do something?
5: Mm-hmm. Dad, as I mean, me. Right.
0: And, and I think what you're I, – I think I know what – I like what you're saying. But also I noticed about dads, <coughs> about men in general – is when they're communicating, they need to give an answer or they need to have an answer right away. What's the answer right now? What's the answer? This is my answer right now. Instead of what you were also saying, you said a good point was, um, I just had to listen. Doesn't mean that I agree. Listening doesn't mean I agree. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean I, even though inside you disagree, but it can't mean I agree or disagree. A great example, <clears throat> what you were getting at is, I had a I had a, a father here once and he learn he his daughter said, Hey, I wanna go to the movies but just with my friends. Just with my friends. And the father later found out the actual truth. Well, they just wanted to be dropped off at the movie theater because there was a guy that wanted to pick him up to take him to a party. So when the father found out he was upset because he felt that his daughter was lying to him. Right. So when she came up and says, "Dad, well, I want you to drop him off." so the father says, "Okay, let me see, let me tell you what. Let me think about it. Give me a day or two. let me think about it it's It's Monday. Let me think about it. you got you want to go on saturday let Give me a day or two to think about it." So when he said that, I noticed that he took even though he said he was flustered. He took a time, took a step back. Let me think about it. <clears throat> he said, Two days later, he approached her and said, Well, tell you what, I'll be willing to pick you up, to take you and pick up your friend and drop you off at the movies. But I want to meet the dad. I want to talk to the dad. All right. And if you're, and if that way I can see if he wants to pick you up, both of you up. And you can be dropped off at the house. Or I can pick you guys up and drop you off at the house. Or he can pick you up and I can pick you guys up at the movie theater. And she said, uh, oh, okay, okay. And then the father said that on Friday, she comes up to him and says, you know what, Dad, I I, I don't want to go. I I don't want to go. I I was really not going to go to the movies. I was going to go to a party. And the father took everything the father had and he was like, Okay, so all right then. Thank you for being honest. But yet he knew the truth. But that way he communicated. And it turns out on Saturday, she asked her dad, well, how about just you and me go to the movies? Inevitably, that's what he wanted. Right. That's what he wanted to be. He wanted her to be honest. But he ha- it took everything he had to take a step back and say, let me think about it. So I think dads sometimes are rush. Because they want to answer. They want to resolve the issue right away instead of letting it simmer. And adding to what you were talking about, Rudy, um, what's your response to that?
4: Oh, I mean, I just wait for them. I mean, to what they want to say. When when they're ready, they're ready. Like, I have have another step. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. He's uh, nine years old, about to be ten. And... uh, he gets in trouble in school every now and then. And I was like, well, what? I sit him down because I don't yell at him or nothing. I said, well, what what's the problem? What, what's going on in school? Well, he'll just sit there as a blank stare. I was like, okay, well, I tell him, well, think about what you're going to think about how, how, what happened today. And when you're ready, come talk to me mm. and let me know what's going on All right. mm. instead of grilling him and then making it more. Adding more
5: gas onto the fire where he yeah. would act up more, you mm-hmm. know? But, I mean, uh, that's—go you know, that's... so ahead. I got something to say about being a stepdad, because I had a stepdad myself. And he's been my stepdad since I was five, but growing up, I just—it was hard for me to let him, like, be there, to, you know, see him as my dad, because I knew some man left in the first— because I love my stepdad, you know, my mom my mom and him actually going through a divorce, but I love him. That's my dad. I never li- really listened to him, but everything he taught me, everything he told me, I still kept it. You know, it's still there. I was 16, you know, became a father at 17, and they tried to control my life. They told me what to do. I wouldn't listen because I felt like I had to be a man for myself. I knew their intentions were right for good, but I just I felt like I had to do it myself. Mm-hmm. And... Well, with them being there to guide, to support me, to you know, be when I'm down, they were there. Like, even though I didn't really like listen to what they said, you know, when I got when I got knocked down, they helped me. You know, like it, it stuck there, everything they said. So, what I would say is, just, you know, just be there for support. You know, if if he's gonna be hard headed, he's gonna it's gonna seem like. You know he's gonna tell you you know you don't know what you're talking about and stuff like that but no he's listening you know it's just gonna be real hard real hard you like, know like to,
4: uh, what mr guillermo said uh yeah. uh tough love i'm sorry for interrupting yeah. tough love yeah. in other words tough. and but it's it's so hard to give yeah. that tough love because you know i love him so much yeah. and i can't be mad for that long it's like we'll just give him some money or something you know yeah But at the same
1: time, they they have to learn at the same time. I I grew up with my stepdad. And he gave me tough love. And I've been out of my own since I was 13. And... But he's always been there. If I needed something, he was there. But at the same time, I wasn't allowed in my house. I wasn't allowed to come see my mom. But at the same time... if I needed money, if I needed food or advice, I could go to him. But at the same time, like sixteen years old, I thought I knew it all, and we didn't get, we didn't have eye to eye. My name is James. Um, my, we didn't see eye to eye, and today, being at fifty-three years old, I understand now what my parents were trying to teach me. It took me all this time to understand what they were trying to teach me, and being that young, I thought I knew the world. And I didn't care, you know? It's, now I have nine grandchildren and six kids. I'm, I'm blessed, I'm just, now I'm really understanding life, and to, we just with this class, father's speaking out, and father compadre, compadre, or no. Um,
0: we're so, adding to what you were saying and how it did affect you, and uh, also what we were saying over here was yeah, I was 16, even though I shoved it to you in front of you when you were talking to me that I what you're saying is irrelevant to me deep down inside. I was really listening Um,
3: like with my stepchildren I've never played the discipline role Um, my my girl always did that for numerous reasons Uh, for the fact that I never wanted to have problems with their fathers Um, I always felt that that was their mother's place and I never wanted to be hurt by them saying you're not my real dad Yeah, you know,
0: good points, good points. That's
4: what I'm scared of myself
3: because I love them so much, it would hurt me, you know. So, uh, those are reasons why I've never played the discipline role. Now, I had to uh, go along with the discipline role, like when mom wasn't there, I had to okay, you can't go and watch TV, you can't play with your phone. Mom said you can't play, you can't have your phone today, so uh, well, maybe we can go outside and throw the ball but we can't play with the phone today. Mm. They'll be like, all right, you know what I'm saying? But the discipline thing, I just, you know, it doesn't work. That's
0: really good insight because for uh, a son, maybe that son is experiencing, like you said, fear that, I'm afraid you're going to leave me. Just like my, my real father, my other stepfather, my grandfather, my uncle left me. So now I'm just waiting for you to leave me again. So <clears throat> I'm gonna beat you to that. Subconsciously, that child, I'm gonna beat you to that by I'm just gonna cut you off because I'm not gonna wait for you to do it because it's gonna hurt more. I'm gonna do it because it's gonna hurt more. They less. start but, building that wall. Yeah, they build that wall because that's their mentality. That's a child's mentality. Yes, physically he's sixteen. Now all the you know, all the uh, all the boys, teenager boys that are sixteen, they're all six foot two, six foot three. Yeah, they're 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 almost like in a man's body, but emotionally, a sixteen-year-old boy is emotionally how old? He's still ten. He's still nine years old. So, they don't know how to handle that. So, I'm just gonna cut you off right then and there. Push so, I'm gonna you push, push you away before you do that to me. Before I get hurt again. <coughs> That's what a lot of boys experience today.
3: And I notice that when I talk to them on uh, older brother level, you know. Cause I'm their stepfather on the older brother level, it it took a lot easier. You know, they 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 would sit down and hear me out. Even the the twenty six year old, uh, cause he, my girl had a son and I had a son when we first met, mm-hmm. right? So the twenty six year old, when I go like when I go spend a night at his house when he's going through a lot of problems, you know, he's not the praying type. He's not the, but he'll get on his knees and pray with me. You know, he'll you know, he'll hear me out because I talk to him on the older brother level instead of the I'm your stepdad, you have to listen to me, you know, this the because you know, he's gonna rebel. We might even get on a fight or something, you know what I'm saying? He's gonna get so offensive. But no, we talk on a you know, on that older brother level and You get down we to buy. His level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I come yeah. down a little bit lower. You yeah, know. you get down to
1: out of respect for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I got it.
3: And, you know, and it'll just be me and him, you know what I'm saying? Just me and him at his house.
1: And, then, and then, that's what I see, too,
4: with my 16-year-old, because his, his real father hasn't been there. Yeah. And I know he's still a child. Just like what oh. Mr. Guillermo said, he's 16, but he's uh, still 10 years old. He still <clears throat> wants to do kid things. He still wants to go run, go play, and stuff like that. Yeah. But he don't show it. And I know it, and I want to do it for him. But he...
3: He don't, he won't, he won't. I personally have reached out to their fathers like, hey, have you ever thought of throw, going to throw the ball with so-and-so? Uh, I thought, oh, yeah, yeah, he, you know, he's wanting to go to the park. He's wanting, oh, yeah, yeah, all right, all right yeah, sure, you know? And and they do that, you know what I'm saying? Because I know, I call them my boys. My boys need that, you know what I'm saying? Not And not just with me with their dad, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And I look at it like I love them so much. It's more protection for them having two men in their life, two dads, you know,
0: two dads. So what is the purpose? This is an interesting question. I'm listening to the underlying theme here. What is the purpose? What is our mission? What is our intent when we want to communicate with our children?
4: To to help them understand the situations that they're going through and and to prevent future... Future miss ups. Right.
3: Uh-huh. I guess try to communicate on somewhat their level right, right, to where they can understand because mm-hmm. I don't think they can come up to your level because they think they know it all. Uh-huh. You yeah. know, oh, I know. I know. Well, that's common so, response, yeah, that's right? Kids, oh, I, I, know, I, I know. I know. You know?
5: So yeah, I mean, think I you
3: have to kind of come down to their level to where you could sneak in what you have to sneak in there. You know, you plant that seed. You plant that seed and you have to water it. Water it. Yeah, they're like a seed. Right? It just takes time. It's, you know, And you protect them while it's growing. You know, you, you, you go with them as much as you can, everywhere you can.
0: It's interesting how us being adults, we can actually see how much we love our children. Authentically, with everything that we have. But it's interesting how, as we experienced from our own personal experience, we didn't know how much our own parents loved us, our grandfathers, whoever raised us, until we finally matured. Because you guys agree with me, correct? When I say uh, only with age comes certain maturity with men, it's only with age Do we get that certain maturity That certain wisdom And then we look back Man when dad was talking to me When he was telling me this You know I didn't like it But it stayed with me You know what Not only was he was right But I see how much he loved me Mm -hmm. Only when we have that certain maturity That certain age That's like wow
2: We we start to learn And um, see the different communication styles That people have and um, we start to notice that that um, not everybody communicates the same way. So, um, yes. that's that, um, and when you're young, it feels like everybody has, you know, something to tell you, trying to, maybe it might you know, just come off the wrong way and, um, and uh, you know, trying to tell you what to do, but it's just because, you know, they care. And, um, and as a kid, um, you're learning to deal with the constructive criticism from, your your authority figure, whether it's dad, stepdad, uh, and teacher at school or whatever it is, and and as a man, as an adult, um, you're learning to deal with uh, you know giving constructive criticism, and um, and and um, yeah, giving it and and receiving it because you know you have your boss or maybe a spouse or um, and learning to you know um, listening is a big part of the communication so process and. And mm-hmm. having a dialogue so, so that, you know, mm-hmm.
0: the things can be clear. Mm. Notice how when we, when we communicate, <clears throat> notice how in the spare of the moment when we're upset and we're all, our, our, our blood is boiling. Well, that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant to say. That's not what I know. But that's what you said. Right. But that's not what I meant. That's not what I was talking about. it came out thank you it came came out wrong wrong. (coughs) and all that when we all get flustered we get angry we get upset it's not that we say things we don't mean or to be hurtful it's just sometimes trying to make the point across trying to make our point across is um, we don't know how to communicate what we're feeling emotionally experiencing in our feelings it becomes more of a challenge
1: that's like with uh, with me right now. My my son, he has mental issues. And I'm trying to communicate with him. And he's like, ar, you don't listen to me and this and that. And I'm like, okay, calm down. But sometimes I I get a little angry and I say things that I, I'm not supposed to. And I don't mean it. And then he'll go, you don't love me, da, da, da. So... I go. I let him go cool off in the room, and then I go in the room, and I said, "Look, son, I didn't mean to say this. Let's talk. Let's sit down and talk. What did you? What was, what, what is your viewpoint? What, you, what What? are your concerns?" And he'll tell me, and I'll sit there, and I'll say, "Okay, we'll talk about it. Okay, so should you should have did this, or what did you should have did that?" Mm -hmm. What is your choices? Oh, I didn't think about that. I didn't think about this. I just did what I normally do, run out of class. I go, well, should you stay and just calm down and take five or run out of class and be a nuisance? Mm -hmm. Um, I should have sat down and talked to the teacher, (coughs) raised my hand, talked to somebody and count to five or... Whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, and I was like, I'm learning as a father, especially with mental illness. I got three of them and I got to sit down and really listen to what they're saying. Mm -hmm. And it's hard, Uh, you know, yes, I'm quick to snap, but I have to take time out and really listen to what they're saying, and then I go back and I say, okay, this is this is how we can deal with this or deal with that. Mm-hmm. But the, like communication, we have to have communication with our kids from the get-go.
0: Yes, and uh, before we came on, we were talking about communication, and one of you guys brought, one of you dads brought up an idea of how how is communication broken down? And when we looked it up, according to this information we have here, <clears throat> communication is only verbal communication is only seven percent. Ninety three percent of communication is nonverbal, but it also even broke it down even further, guys, uh, because they said out of the ninety three percent, fifty five percent is actually body language. And your tone of voice is 38%, which leads me to believe that when we're communicating, more than half of what I'm listening is your body language and your tone, not your words. So if I'm like, oh, how was your day today? And I'm looking at you, and I'm like, hey, how was your day today? Like, And I'm open, my arms are open, versus, hey, I'm crossing my arms, I'm raising my right eyebrow. Hey, how was your day today? Right. <coughs> so I mean, now, have... the second part would look like what? There was something wrong. they like, didn't care. Oh, no. Yeah, I didn't care.
1: Or something happened during the day, and they want to know the truth. Mm
0: -hmm. so when we're communicating especially with our children even our significant others how many of you no 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 that's not what you said you didn't say it like that you Mm -hmm. did not say it like that you said it like this Mm -hmm. and then you actually forget what you were actually talking about because all you remember is when she was telling me this she was all flustered she was upset and her body language and her tone was like no that's not how you said it how many of you have conversations like that before yeah yeah all, all the time all right. All right. and then when, when that
4: happens too and like what well, do you remember it was like no what I, I guess it wasn't
1: important right and that's like what the other day when I was talking to someone, they were you know they were saying well I can't accept the way you're talking to me well I'm talking to you the way I am now but I stopped to think about it it's the way how I talk to you know, and it's like, hey, you know, just my my children are getting hurt and this and this and this and that, and I'm concerned. Father, I'm just talking to her just out of concern. It was just the way how I voiced it
0: to her. How I voiced it. So I think we need to be aware. And that's what I mentioned earlier. How we communicate when we're most angry. Because for some reason, it affects us. Not when we're happy. Hey, you know, sweetheart. Hey, amijito, uh, uh, mi amor. You know, this is what we're trying to, I'm trying to let you know that da 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 da. da. You know, how, how often do we communicate that? Ver, communicate that way versus, I told you to come here. What did I say? So, how, when we are flustered, when we're upset, what is it about that communication? The 55% is the body language. They're, that's hands down. That's what their majority of they're getting. But the tone of voice. Mm-hmm.
2: They're more receptive when you're like you're, you're saying they're more receptive when you're um the tone of the voice is um,
5: mm-hmm.
2: um more nurturing or you know what I'm saying that like you're saying Miamor, and uh, instead of A, hey, you know what I'm saying, A, hey, you know or
3: I think the Miamor is hardly ever recognized Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so gentlemen, uh I think how how many how many dads out there, I wonder how many dads out there listening to this um We're not always aware that when you really want to communicate, 55% of the person who's in front of you is listening to 55% of your body language. And the other is the tone of your voice because they're only going to retain 7% of the words that you say. That's astounding. 7%. So I guess where should we focus on when we communicate?
1: Don't body
2: language, and body language you know. I think just understanding yeah. that there's a percentage <coughs> descriptive way to look at conversation is just you know another way to approach conversation just knowing that there are different methods and uh-huh. percentiles shall I say to the whole conversation communication. Uh-huh.
0: Thing. That is that is because I did. How many of you guys knew this? I I didn't know this. I didn't know know this. (laughs) It's.